us and for listeners. Oh, okay. Is this going to go out on the oh, actual please. podcast? Uh, it could go wherever you wanted to. Let's put it on the actual podcast because I'm tired of doing right. the pre-show. Uh, do you have? <laughs> is it complete? Uh, it says finished as it's going to be before the podcast starts. Great, because guess what's starting right now? What's starting right now? The Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number two hundred and sixteen. I'm your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Uh, what episode is this again? Two hundred and sixteen. <laughs> That's one more than 215, which is the one that we did two weeks ago. It's been a little while. Uh, we're we're busy people, all right? It's a busy summer. Uh, I also, of course, have Mr. Michael Mahoney. Better than the rest, I am blessed to be the best at operating those breasts. Oh, wow. Did you write that before this? I've been mulling it around in my head all day, yeah. So you didn't, it, you didn't read that off a of paper, though? No. Okay. All right. Then it's okay. Remember that... It's okay that you said it then. Remember when that was my thing when I was a breast operator? Yeah, I do. I remember it. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, the joke is not lost on me. I was more just curious how long you thought about that. Eh, for about 30 minutes. All right, well, that's actually probably... I've spent 30 minutes today thinking about way stupider shit, so <laughs> uh, that's actually pretty reasonable. Uh, we are not joined today by Mr. Doug Wilson because he's still got that stupid baby. Oh, I didn't mean that. I like the baby. Uh, yeah. and I mean, it is a stupid baby, but that's just because it's young. Because I'm going to just air everybody's dirty laundry. Lucio's sick. He's not feeling good. And He's got the Spanish uh, that's flu. Because he was, that's because he, was, uh, he doesn't have the Spanish flu. He doesn't feel good. Because he was in Chicago eating all that nasty food. Yeah, he, he, he filled himself with deep dish pizza, and now he's paying the price. No, that's probably the only reason he's strong enough to survive whatever he's come down with. If the iron price is when you kill someone, would the porcelain price be when you have really bad diarrhea? Yes, that yeah, is it. Makes sense. Sure, why not? That stands to reason. Uh, and then also, uh, Trevor is not here because I... I, I, I thought the iron price was kind of like take it you didn't have to kill them i i uh, no. the iron price is where you you, you kill someone to get something oh I, th- I thought because it was like the whole thing is reaping and raving and raping well yeah so uh, i guess i mean yeah there are there are some things that you take that you don't kill the person for maybe you those are all maybe you mm-hmm. do kill them so i don't know but let's not get into the mechanics of they're uh, all good options yeah let's we don't need to dive too deep into the into how like uh, fantasy piracy works. Uh, I, I think it's a worthy topic. It was actually yes. already. It was actually fantasy. already such a nerdy reference. I'm so sorry that I even brought it up. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like half the world knows the reference. Come on, stop playing yourself. I know, and that that actually makes it worse. The the <laughs> when I when I say something really obscure, like some kind of breast operator joke, and I know nobody's gonna get it. It I can like feel kind of good about that, but when I'm like. For the king, if your cunt mouth opens, I'll kill a chicken or whatever the line is. Like I, all that stuff, just ugh. no, no, no. Is is what was that a reference if, to? If you open, here he goes. If, Jay's if, gonna if, say if, it. It's if you open your cunt mouth one more fucking time, I'll have to eat every damn chicken in this room. That's that sounds right. I think that's roughly that one. Well, no political office for Jay. Yeah, so much for that. I I don't know about uh, that. I wasn't really expecting it anyway. So, so do we ever like discuss that? Do we ever discuss why? I think we did. Why it's such a bad thing here, but not when the British say it. Yeah, that is kind of a curiosity. 
I mean, I'm I'm so on the fence because on the one hand, like supposedly we can't say retard anymore, but like on the other hand, there's That's a retarded. there's a very real chance that the president dropped like a hard R N word on tape. And I know that if it's true and we hear it, it will change. We'll bring the word back. It will change nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it won't matter at all. So I'm. I, people keep telling me, like, words matter now, and you can't say some of them. But then it kind of feels like that's not true. So I don't really know what to think anymore. Um, also, just a heads up for those of you who are sensitive, I do intend to use the word retarded later, so... Yeah. Michael's planning on it. If you made it, yeah. to, if, you, if you made it to episode two hundred and sixteen, and retarded is your heart out, you're gonna be so disappointed uh, by by what's to come. And also, something I, I actually think if you made it this far in our podcast, and you're gonna gonna opt out because of that word, I think you might be retarded. Uh, like it's it's just unusual. Not, not that there's but anything he, wrong he means with that, that in like the black eyed peas way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that like you, retarded, retarded, retarded. Yeah, the like, black eyed peas are retarded. Like Fergie, you're retarded like her. Um, not is re- that a reference I should get? Fergie's in the black eyed peas. It's a real person. Right, but is she a retard? <laughs> she she, she kind of looks retarded. <laughs> she did pee herself on stage once and then tried to lie and said it was sweat from her crotch. Oh yeah, she peed herself. Man. <laughs> Fergie is uh, really something. I remember... Uh, <laughs> you know, things happen. I remember thinking she was like distractingly hot in Planet Terror, and it's the only time where she's ever given me that thought at all. So, <laughs> yeah. whatever she like did in that movie, or whoever like was her makeup artist, or I don't know what happened, but however that occurred, she should really stick to that. Because, um, man... There was something about Planet Terror, but there was not something about the Black Eyed Peas. It's the it's all downhill from there. Oh, sir. Anyway, aside from peeing ourselves on stage, what was what was I even talking about? I don't remember. Oh, words you can't say. Well, there's a whole bunch, and it'd take me too long to name them all. So I think we can probably move on from here. Well, Plus, Kuhn is still notes. good, right? It's what. Kuhn is still good. You can say it, and apparently Doug can say it for some reason. Uh, but I don't. Well, when you're I referring, I when I referred to a raccoon, I don't as think, in a coon in a cheese box. Yeah, you don't do that. I know you don't do that. When was the last time you heard anybody say that word, aside from Doug? That's what I thought. <laughs> I was pretty confident of that. Uh, he really slings that one around and isn't like even a little worried about. It. <laughs> Actually, Which is funny because he holds political office. It's kind of impressive considering he's governor. Uh, yeah, but and I won't tell you of where, so that way he'll stay safe. Um, what a good friend. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I. I care like that. Let's just say that Doug uh, Wilson is definitely not a pseudonym for Gary Herbert. <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be insane if that were true, and it's definitely not. You at home, look it up. You might get the reference. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll understand. Um, let's see. Uh, we got uh, actually kind of a weird deluge of games today, as Jay pointed out. Uh, do you guys have a preference on on where you want to start and what direction we want to go here? Or uh, hey, I was going to give I was going to get my um, my detailed history of the world. Oh, that's right. What is this thing that you wrote down all the dates for? Jay has prepared a segment which we're going to call 
Jay's detailed history of the world, I guess. Sure. Uh, this segment uh, was, was literally born during the pre-show, so I'm excited to see. Uh, yeah, and I, I did my research about extends back to the pre-show as well. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what fruit this tree bears. So, uh, uh, so, so I realized that I now have like a full and deep and thorough understanding of the timeline of the Cold War. Is this because is this you did some LSD? Uh, part of it. It's just uh, it's a it's a uh, augmentation upon yeah, he, your existing knowledge. Jay, for those who are just joining us, Jay has this thing where he goes through phases. So like he'll have a pirate phase, <laughs> and then he'll have a cowboy phase, and uh, oh god, what other phases? He'll have like a weeaboo phase, phase, a black pan- uh, like a revolutionary phase. Uh, revolutionary stuff is never a phase. That's Come not on. really a phase. He, he'll find a way to tie cowboys to revolutionaries and tie the pirates in and tie the... But so right, sure, sure, why right, not? Right now what we're doing is a Cold War phase. That um, wasn't intentional. Right, You say that, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean... But it wasn't. Two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. Um, um, but nonetheless... Yeah, but it, it kind of is a coincidence... Like, I, I had no way of knowing that, like, Mafia 3 was on uh, PSN until until uh, uh, Lucio told me. Does Mafia 3 have any connection to the Cold War? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Well, that's unfortunate. It's good you didn't pay for that game. Uh, Boy, that's... Maybe if you, like, sat down and listened to my timeline instead of judging me. All right. So let's hear your timeline. So, all right. So as we all know, uh, the, the timeline always starts with the British and... It'll probably come back to the British a couple of times. Hey, I, I played uh, No One Lives Forever for the first time. God, I love that game. I mean, I know yeah, it, I think I've expressed this on the podcast before, but um, I, I really love that game. Both of them. Uh, the sequel is almost as good as, as the original. Um, and it's so weird because nothing that that like, team has gone on to do since has been even close to as good. Um, bless their hearts. Anyway, they went from this to No Man's Sky, right? No, uh, they made a game. Um, so Monolith went on uh, to make like like Shadow of Mordor, which of course, is, yeah, that's what I thought is great. Um, but specific like key members in Monolith who were responsible for No One Lives Forever, they left and started their own studio, and they made a game that I was really hyped for called Betrayer. Um, and that sounds familiar. Yeah. It's... Oh shit! I keep getting that suggested on my Steam recommended. Yeah, yeah, I know well, what that is. I'm gonna go ahead and ki- put a kibosh. Don't play that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very interested. I was curious as to how it kept coming back. Almost no one reviewed it, and those who did were not kind. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't bother. Maybe it got better after they patched it. I think I was playing it pre-release. Um, cause I, I tried to get involved in it early on cause I was like, oh, these guys are talented. Like this could be a thing. And it turns it out, look better. it turns out, no, it's not good. Uh, it's all black and white and it's this really ugly, gross black and white. Yeah. It looks pretty bad. Yeah. It's, it's... I know exactly what you're doing. Cause not only has it come back up, um, the other day when I was like, like, uh, steam was giving me the little recommended and you know how it's like 90% crap, but I saw a game that looked really inter- interesting, but of course I had, navigated away from the page went back and there's betrayer and each time we reload it there's like betrayer again and it's just like it is relentless in recommending this game to me they haven't posted on twitter since 2014 so i'm assuming that the studio is defunct Uh, oh look it's right on my uh thing 
right now. Very. But it yeah. It looks so fucking ugly. Jesus Christ. Yeah, these are the people who made No One Lives Forever, as well as uh, Fear, actually. Uh, the first fear. Really? They made, I, they, the, the same team made the first fair. Well, uh, specifically, Black Powder was like the creative directors. Uh, I think one of them's, is it David Perry? I think one of them is David Perry. I don't even remember who else is in uh, the the team. But anyway, it's just kind of interesting. Um, well, as you know, um, so since you played it, as you know well, back in 1960, um, Kate Archer saved the world from harm. H-A-R-M, harm. Mm-hmm. Which is like the, the that opening. That... No, it's the organization. The organization is spelled H-A-R-M. It stands the for holistic and remedy. I don't I, I don't got it. But anyway. Uh, holistic and Remy Martins. Ah, there you go. Holistic uh, and Remy Martins. Only the finest. Only the best. <laughs> so, so, so she saved the world from harm twice as a British uh, operative. But that's when the... Uh, the guys that the from the uh the Call of Duty guys showed up in 1961. That's when we had the uh the secret uh, uh black operations carried out in like mm-hmm. Kazakhstan and Cuba and those other scary sounding places. Um then from there in 1963, that is when uh Operation Virtuous goes down and uh when a little known guy I mean, Big Boss fights his mommy. Mm-hmm. I know all about him. We're the future of the uh, Philosopher's Stone. But while all this is going on, there is a little British town called uh, Wellington Wells. At some point in uh, 1964, they all started taking like really trippy drugs and uh, they gave their kids to the Nazis, which is okay because that's when uh, BJ... Boskowitz went and fought the Nazi empire and stopped them from like being America. This gets us to yep. uh, 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 1968 where uh, uh, Lincoln Clay returns home from the Vietnam War and he fixes New Bordeaux from a, a, a redneck infested um, village with prostitutes and smack and he replaces it with jazz clubs. Nice. Classic. Yes. Uh, but then in 1974. Oh no. Unclassy. Uh, Big Boss does another thing involving the CIA, I think. Uh, and it Nicaragua. Does, it does become hard to tell at this point, but yeah. And, and, uh, and Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, there is, like, a Costa Rican 15-year-old that he takes inside a box, and he's like, hey, let's do things inside the box. And she's like, ha-ha, psych. Mm. I was a pop star all this time. I'm going to steal your robot. So um, this gets us to 1983, which I don't know much about because Phantom Doctrine just came out today and I haven't played much of it. But then in uh, 1984... Big Boss, he's like, hey, I'm going to run away for a while, so I want you, other Big Boss, to take my place. And other Big Boss is like, okay, I'm already a demon. I'll do that. And we're like, cool, yeah. And a giant wormhole opens up over Mother Base, 
and uh, the captain sucked the wormhole. It's like, hey, the captain fight zombies. And you're like, yeah, okay, cool, I'll do that. That's the history of the Cold War. A couple things that I noticed you're missing. Uh, one, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, two... Uh, that doesn't sound familiar. Uh, two, Operation Dumbo Drop. Um, oh, that, yes, I definitely missed that one. Which, Weren't the Russians involved somehow? In Operation Dumbo Drop? The Cold War. Oh, I'm pretty sure they were in Operation Dumbo Drop. Uh, actually, oh, okay, all right. Actually, sorry, sorry. why were they trying to drop a Dumbo? I don't even. You know really what? Know. I can't. I can't think of very many of these games where you fight Russians. I know. I know quite a few where you are Russian. Can you say Dumbo, or is that word off the table too? <laughs> yeah, you Ooh, can that's say a good Dumbo. Dumbo's a place. You might have just done a hatred, Jared. Yeah, maybe. No, no. Dumbo's a place in Brooklyn. It's fine. Wait, is it really? really? Yep. I want to go there. What happens in Dumbo, Brooklyn? Good question. I'm looking at it right now. But yeah, it really says that on the map. Dumbo. How about that? <laughs> Look at that. They got places named. They got places called Dumbo. You can go. <laughs> this, How do they feel that, about the word retarded? I want so badly to go to the Brooklyn Historical Society Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo is actually like a pretty trendy place. Really? Dumbo's like hip and happening? Yeah. Ironically? Uh... It used to be ironic, but now it's like the real deal. People went there to like pretend, but now they're like, "Yeah, no, actually, we like this." It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like my relationship with DMX. At first, I was like, "Oh, I love this," not, but then I was like, "Oh, I love this." <laughs> DMX, fair enough. Fair enough. DMX is great, and uh, just walking around on Street View, Dumbo looks like a happening place. They got museums. They got. Uh, they got an ice cream factory. They got a Shake Shack. So, mm, you know, there's also, I don't know if you know this, Jay, there's a 68 J Street bar. You should go in there and <laughs> tell them that you're Jay and see what that gets you. And it'll probably yeah, get okay. you nothing. Yeah, I'll do that. I would expect nothing, but it's worth a shot. So, that's don't know until you try. That's pretty cool. When's the last call in New York? Is it 2 a.m.? Yeah, usually about two. Okay, all right. Uh, can you serve alcohol all night? Like, if someone wanted to, or is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, what a civilized place. It's pretty cool. Uh, all right. Well, that was a very good history of the Cold War, most of which is not accurate. But uh, uh, I think it's plenty. Ac- Hello, who's played the video games? Me and not you. So thank no, you. That's true. Uh, so yeah. Um, which. Makes me wonder if 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 uh, video games about the past are considered like canon in humanity. This does not bode well for our future. Uh, well, I mean, ooh, yeah, we're headed for some dark times. I think you can imagine someone digging them up as actual archives. Um, I forget how I got onto the No One Lives Forever thing because it's it's like one of those games that I had wanted to play. Uh, for lack of a better word, forever. But like when it first came out, um, it was like I had just turned into an adult. So I was too old to like ask people to like buy me games, but I couldn't afford them either. So it was just always kind of there in stores, like uh, mocking me and shit. And uh, I'm also not really entirely sure I would have appreciated it at the time because I wasn't really into first person shooters back then. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I think I really must have stumbled onto an article or something. It's like, hey, you can find No One Lives Forever 
Um, and it has some weird licensing slash copyright issues that no one knows who owns it, but you can find it for free online. It's like an actual legit link to No One Lives Forever. Like I, I was hesitant about testing it and all that. And um, that is kind of an uh, interesting, uh, kind of an interesting angle, though. The concept of like, if no one knows who owns it, let's just put it on the internet for free. <laughs> And who who will stop you? And the worst thing that happens is someone will step up and be like, "I own it. Take it off." And now we know who owns it. Um, but since that's true, since that's no true. one can decide who holds the legal rights to it, I think legally it's mine to do it. Okay, I, well, I own it. Why don't you, you should why claim you, it? Just like, just yeah. File away the copyright. Like I think um, I Night Dive, it. who originally got, who originally got like the uh, trademark, they had to let it erode, and because. Uh, Warner Brothers is going to try and wrestle it from them, mm-hmm. but you should go ahead and stealth take that and see what happens. Yeah, I think I will. Uh, so if anyone asks, no one lives forever is my property now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm actually going to write that website right now and have them take that down. Uh, yeah, you anyway, got to protect I, your intellectual properties. Yeah, we've got a remaster in the works. And you see, it's not even like a personal thing. It's more just like the way the law works in the United States. I need to protect yeah. my copyright. And so, like, I don't want them to have to take it down, but I have to in order to make sure I don't lose my copyright for No One Lives Forever. <laughs> which That's I why Disney had all those people killed um, in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like when, anyway, when Squaresoft I, takes down Chrono Break or whatever, you know, it's not because they're, right. like, they're, it's not because they're assholes, it's because they legally are obligated to, otherwise they can lose their copyright. Much, much the way I to say that of, like... <laughs> I still got some games to work through. Like I, it's a really weird week in that a lot of people are dropping new games this week. Um, like between today, well, I guess, I guess when the podcast dropped tomorrow, it'll be tomorrow. But between Tuesday and Wednesday, we've had quite a few releases. Um, and because I have a disposable income now, I got a couple of games I probably wouldn't under normal circumstances. That's an understatement. And, uh, yeah, and. Um, and I have to say that everything I've played this week, <laughs> No One Lives Forever is actually the best game of that list. Well, uh, like just easily, <laughs> easily the most fun. That's definitely something. Is uh, never mind. I'm confused by their. Oh, okay. Never mind. I figured it out. All right. Um, wow, that was interesting. No One Lives Forever is a good game. Uh, I've got your back on that one. Uh, I'll stand by you until the day we die. Um, we talked about the kind of three titles uh, that we all played a little bit of. Uh, do you guys have a preference on kind of where we where we dig in there? I'll, no. t- I'll take your I'll take your silence as consent to. Uh, I I can go the quickest. So uh, watch how. <laughs> another thing you get in trouble for these days, Jared. Watch how watch how easily uh, this this goes by. You're not even gonna feel it. Um, no 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 wait 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 because I actually have some questions about the game you played. So oh, I'll okay. go away as fast as you think. Oh oh my well. I I actually think the the premise is interesting i think the last well i I guess you should talk about the game okay uh so the new episode of the walking dead uh the the, they go out of their way to label it the final season and (laughs) i think everybody here is probably a little skeptical of that uh now i might give them if they had written like the final season where you control clementine maybe i could believe that uh, right, but the series has been kind of like what put Telltale on the map and and a serious cash cow for them, 
and I find it hard to imagine that this is really it. And they have like like two wheel spinning games before the final one too. And and also when you look at when you look at the rest of The Walking Dead, you have a comic that doesn't know when to stop, and you have a TV show that doesn't know when to stop. So why wouldn't but, but, we have a video game that also doesn't know when to stop? But but let's let's uh, let's say this that this really is the final one at least. At least they got around to finishing it, right? They they had so many wheel spinning like releases. They had just games that were a waste of time and games that you didn't know if they were a part of it. At least they got to what they're calling the end, and it's not like Kingdom Hearts where it's like you know, <laughs> Kingdom Kingdom Hearts is like a, a uh, um, it's an infinite loop, and so Kingdom Hearts just kind of folds back in on itself. Uh, there is there is no beginning, there is no end. If if you walked up to me and you were a stranger and you're like, what? Where should I start to play Kingdom Hearts for it to make the most sense? I'd say just wherever you want, just start. Start anywhere you want. You know the you know the saddest thing about that. That is like, I, I I can't think of a series that's more true of than Kingdom Hearts. You're gonna have, you're gonna have to get on a fucking wiki. You are like unless you. But it, but it, you're it, also it's... right because like every game, while it's supposed to be continuing the story and like supposedly pushing it towards the end, it just re it re-explains everything about Kingdom Hearts over again. It's like you're playing the first one. Sure, that doesn't matter um, which one you play. You <laughs> play, play each one. <laughs> She wants some fucking origin story. I could give you a hoop and stick and tell how you it's origins, Kingdom Hearts. And ooh, hoop and how stick. Many origins, how many origins can one stupid little kid on an island have? Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's pretty great. Man, what a, what a series. What the fuck was I talking about? Uh, the Walking Dead. Uh, uh, not, 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 not to distract too far from the conversation, but um, I just discovered the Defunct Land web series I told you guys to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What made, it's amazing. What made you think of that? Just Kingdom just, Hearts just appeared in your head. Is there a Kingdom Hearts land? No, no. Uh, uh, no but they do do a lot of Disney mm. in Defunct Land. Um, yeah, it's actually a, it's a pretty good YouTube channel. If there's, if there's anything, what what weren't they like planning a Kingdom Hearts exhibit or something? Or am I making that up? At like. Uh, um, the uh, I, I, Disney Asia or whatever. I hope not. I could see it in. <laughs> I could see it in like Disneyland Tokyo. Um, that would make that would make sense. Uh, yeah. But you know, it would be better if that didn't happen. So <laughs> let's let's try let's try not to let that happen. Um, I don't think it's up to us. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom Hearts Tokyo Disneyland. It doesn't say, but I. Okay, good. Yeah, the idea is horrifying. Um, so, uh, the walking dead, uh, now is a good time to end it just because the series is like kept building and building on itself. And like, at some point you're like ripple effect with choices, even though telltale has found a way to pretty much mitigate all of your choices, it still adds up. Uh, and at some point you start playing a narrative that doesn't make sense because the characters don't behave in the way where you've been making them behave. And, um, you know, it, it can it can be a little problematic. And so now is a good time to end it. I think the third one would have been a better time to end it, especially because the third one's really bad in a lot of places. Uh, uh, did you which finish the third one? Which one are we counting as the third one? Uh, Javi, our boy Javi. Oh, Javi, okay. All right. uh, Javi was, that was a really bad. It's all one. just, it, none of it's really very hey, good. You play the baseball, come on. No, that's not true. Like, like, like I, two is fine. And then kind of rough in retrospect. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. 
this... I really like what they did with Clementine and two. You know, I don't two, actually. That's two still really has some teeth, and that's something yes. that's something that I've been kind of observing is that the series has sort of lost its teeth a little bit. Now, I I'm right. not very far in today's chapter, so maybe that won't be true by the end of it. Um, but do you remember in the first season when someone dropped a fucking salt brick on that asshole's head? <laughs> yeah. And do you remember in the second season when you went to share your tasty treats with a dog and it bit your fucking ass and then you had to uh, literally like kill it with your bare I was hands? Thinking, I was thinking, yeah, well, there's and that. I was also blows. thinking about the part where you had to like chop off a woman's arm. Oh, you yeah. didn't have to, but it gave you that option. Oh, too. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that was uh, really funny. Then you remember in three where Javi, I don't know, got a girlfriend and maybe she died. <laughs> like nothing really, right? Nothing Sounds really about stands right. out. It was like not not only that, not only did Javi because the girlfriend was his uh, was his um, it was his brother's uh, wife. brother's wife. Yeah, but you could tell she didn't like him, and yeah. the the game didn't give you any reason to like him either. So it's not like it was much of a choice. <laughs> it kind of it kind of like total line that was fun every now and then where where he'd be like just good enough that you're like yeah, and then by the end it's just like it's completely like yeah, let him fucking die. Like I'm tired of that guy. <laughs> He's ruining everything. Uh, so I don't. Do you want me to reveal one plot aspect that will really turn you off? I, I don't care from playing. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. care. Okay. And, Spoiler alert. And again, this I'm is so beyond caring. This is so early, and I could be really wrong, uh, but it is looking like the bulk of the cast uh, for this new season is. Oh, our kids. Yes, is going to be children. I, uh, I can tell you that from the trailer. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch the trailer. Uh, <laughs> I, I just downloaded it because I was like, well, I came this far, so let's just see. But uh, yeah, you, you pretty early on stumble upon a, uh, like, colony that's just children basically like little lamplight uh right and i thought that that that's what i thought was like the interesting element of it i saw that i thought it was like little lamplight and i was like you know um okay i can see because because the last time when we were discussing walking dead when it came up last time i was like this feels kind of stupid to me it's just kind of like you're jumping between different post-apocalyptic colonies and then you guys are like well yeah but that's just kind of walking dead that's kind of like the comic and the tv show so you know why not the video game like well if if it's basically just colony hopping now at least make the colonies interesting um and i think one that's like the the society of lost kids is a potentially interesting angle and so that i think finding that out actually raised my interest a little more especially because in the prior games, each time Clementine interacted with a kid, you could be 100% sure that fucking kid was going to die, so it didn't matter. Uh, so this is one, maybe it's different. Well, so I you, early on, you get into like a car accident, and you, you black out, and you get pulled out of the car, and you wake up in this room, and when you escape the room, you can quickly like realize you're in a school, like an abandoned school, and there's all this graffiti on the wall, and it's like, the anarchy symbol and like it says you suck spelled the letter u and then s-u-k and (gasps) i know and uh maybe someone wrote like fuck on the on the on the wall somewhere it's just it's it's goofy not even trying kind of i I don't know how well it works because on the one hand you see this and you're like this is stupid but on the other hand kids are stupid so 
maybe uh, maybe they nailed it. It's really it's going to be one of those things. Actually, the whole game is going to be this weird thing where I'm not going to really be sure if they were like towing the line and like, you know, do you know how dumb this is or do you definitely know how dumb this is and you did it because it follows suit. Uh, but as soon as I saw that, like the main character that I'm interacting with is like this mullet sporting. Uh, <laughs> He looks. He looks like a. Uh, he looks like a bully in like a, a Sandlot era uh, movie. Um, Actually, and I, think, I, think, I think that's a little. I think that's kind of charming. Who's the kid in? Uh, who's the kid in Christmas Story? The bully in that. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> I have no uh, way of knowing. Scott. His name's Scott. I'm pretty sure. I was. I was actually thinking of a, a Sid from Toy Story, but I don't think Sid has a mullet. Oh, uh, here we go. It's Scott Farkas who grew up to. <laughs> Who grew up to star in the uh, uh, what's it called? Um, the ah, shit that Uva Bowl movie. Anyway, he he's the main character. Oh no, oh, not Uva Bowl. It was Postal. He's the main character in Postal. Ooh, oh, fantastic. Um, but anyway, Scott Farkas is basically the uh, the the lead in, in the Walking Dead, the new season. <laughs> All right. So I, I I think I, I I don't know I think we just we might disagree on the premise I think the premise actually has some charm to it but I here's the other thing now about like The Walking Dead when the first one came out it was like at the top of its game in terms of this like new age kind of adventure title uh, with the narrative storytelling and the branching paths and all that kind of stuff and uh, it was like really amazing. And now that we're at The Walking Dead, the final chapter, you know what I realize? Uh, the Walking Dead is still kind of at the top of its game. And that's not because the games have gotten better. It's just because everything else around it has gotten worse. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's very much true. And, and I've said this I said this with uh, Season 3. It's really obvious this is where Telltale funnels all their money. Uh, because yeah. like Batman came out and it's broken and it feels <laughs> shitty. And uh, I mean, even completed and patched, like it's it's just it's garbage. Um, whereas The Walking Dead, you know, there's there's at least some polish to it, and they've changed the gameplay a little bit. Uh, the game now has like an over-the-shoulder camera uh, hmm. that, as an aside, is cropped like way too close. Uh, your your field your field of vision is ridiculously small. Uh, the screen is like the screen is like you know maybe. Sixty percent Clementine, it feels like, um, mm. <laughs> but it does have a little bit more of like an action kind of slant to it. There's a lot of segments where they drop you in like a field with walkers, and you you don't like you, you don't like attack them, but you have to kind of stri- you have to be a little strategic with how you pick them off. If you let them like right. bunch, bunch up too closely, you won't be able to to kill them as easily. Uh, and so you know, in that regard, like it's not it's not too bad. I, I like those changes. Um, right. The game seems to largely be focused on what you do shaping how AJ turns out. Uh, like early on, he said the word, he, he said fuck. Uh, and you have the choice to be like, fuck is right, man. Or you can be like, don't, don't say that. And if you, I but was like, my, the Clementine curses all the fucking time. Yeah, but it's a even question. Even if you didn't make those choices by the last game, she was like cursing up a storm anyway. Your parents cursed too, but they'd probably still tell you when you were a little kid not to. Uh, because, mm. because most yeah, fuck people, that most people don't want the kid who's like going to school and, and teaching all the other kids the swear words. Like, no one wants to be uh, but, the parent. Oh, uh, uh, that yeah, one. that's right. That's a huge worry for AJ. Well, the point being is that you have the option of correcting him or not. Man, I get it. I get it. And I didn't correct him. I went ahead and said, like, yeah, fuck is right. 
And he took that as basically like a sign that he can say fuck whenever he wants. And that's already come up a few times where he's said it when he shouldn't. Uh, and so like... Who that, fucking cares? That's But but that's kind of interesting. <laughs> like it's just... Uh, it's a an interesting way to handle that that character. I don't know how it's going to carry I, no, no, over but, to the but, end or what it'll mean, but but I that it, it's interesting in another way as well because it kind of comes full circle with Lee and Clementine. Uh, and I'm, I will say I thought that they were being you know kind of uh, clever like with their initial marketing. Like if you look at the key art for the game, it's the exact same <laughs> like pose and stuff as the first season's box art. So. The first season has Lee and small Clementine, and then this season has Clementine and then small AJ. Um, and they're like in the same pose and everything. And the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, it's really clever. But they are just hitting it on the fucking nose <laughs> all the time. Yeah, mm. I can see that. She won't stop bringing up Lee. Uh, it, Remember the, how much you liked the first one? It, hey, how about the first one? I, Wasn't that I, a great game? It kind no, of, I, I don't think it's... It elicits, it's like, it, it half elicits that. It's like, remember how good this was? But then the other thing that it is, is like, uh, it feels like they're just trying to do it again. They're like, remember yeah, yeah. remember the story of an adult who, who instilled values into a little girl before dying? Um, well, now you can do it, except the genders are switched. Uh, I, I, okay, I think I have a different read on it than you do. I think, I think first of all, um, it's an, if, if this is the way they're ending it, I can't imagine a much better way to end it, especially if it carries that same tone of hopelessness that The Walking Dead usually ends on. Um, if something fucking happens to Clementine and she's like, you know, she has to give her final moments of advice to AJ, I wouldn't see that as tacky. I would see that like as just illustrating how uh, hopeless and and um, this world is because it's just like a. Uh, symbolic of this vicious circle that's going to keep continuing on, uh, no matter what. I don't. Um, I don't think they have the balls to kill Clementine, no, but I don't have the sack. For but that. I would love to be proven wrong. Uh, I I welcome the opportunity. We, we said we said that, but that was back when um, Clementine like kind of had to be in it. I I think I think part of what wrecked the last season was that we did think it was going to be a new character, and then it would just end up being another Clementine story. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that this, if, if they're really treating this as the final one, um, then they have like a real opportunity here to kind of end it how they did Lee's story. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think part, I mean, I think it's a good thing because here's where the first game ended, right? The original Walking Dead, the, all of your actions, you, uh, you reacted in a way that was like very emotional and very visceral. Because as far as you knew, you were making uh, the types of choices you would make as any old gamer. So, like, when you got revenge on that family of cannibals, you're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking pierce this guy with a pitchfork. Fuck, fuck that guy. And then you do it. And you look over to your left and, like, Clementine is there. And you're like, oh, shit. And you didn't really realize how your actions were being reflected off of this girl. Then as the season went on, we saw uh, Clementine. For the most part, I, you know, I... I, I I know that the writing was a little railroaded and that there was a lot of illusion of choice when uh, you were telling their own story, but it did make for a Clementine that was kind of more brutal and more callous. And that's what we saw a lot in um, the last one that came out. And it's like, you know, if Lee had a pretty bad impact on Clementine and then Kenny had a pretty bad impact on Clementine. And then we're now seeing the story where, you know, 
uh, those bad seeds are being left off on AJ, I think that's a great way to end it. And I think it's nice that you think they're going to do something bold with a bankable character. <laughs> but I'll believe it when I see it. We'll see. We'll it's, see. It's, 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 it's finally, I mean, if they're really calling this the final season, there's no reason to keep her alive. It's right, like writing one one. I would be more surprised if they don't kill her. Um, you know, it's like, it, it's almost a little hanging fruit in a way, but it's also... It's 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 it feels like the most natural way to kind of end it. I'll put it I'll put it this way. I don't think there's any way for The Walking Dead to surprise anymore. So ending it in the most natural way possible um, is like the next best thing. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm still not convinced we won't see Clementine's story next year. I think you're right though. It's like Kingdom Hearts. It's fun for it to end where it begins uh to come full circle so that's great it's a it's a circular endless loop uh of of misery and sorrow i will say one thing i think and i i I don't know if this is true but i think i have a suspicion that because of the way the time jumps have been working i feel like this game probably takes place maybe pretty close to like the end of the walking dead timeline um, or, or like, you know, it might be one of the later events in the series. And one of the things that I've enjoyed so far is everywhere feels much more abandoned. Like people, people feel a lot more scarce and a lot more rare, uh, than they used to because, because they've all died out basically. Um, but like early on in the walking dead, people are pretty common. They're everywhere. Uh, but then they die. And I like the idea that the world actually like reflects that and that you can really get a feeling that the population has dropped instead of just, mm-hmm. you know, there's still being fucking people everywhere, despite the fact that we drop a cast member a week on that TV show. Um, having said that, uh, I, I don't know why I did this. We'll we'll see. <laughs> uh, it, well, I mean, this is the other thing. The other the other reason why. Um, <clears throat> I'm a bit more optimistic that this will go in a more um, kind of a holistic apocalyptic world is because that is how the uh, comics books and the, and the TV show go. Um, they're not going to kill Rick anytime soon, but they killed uh, like, a little... <laughs> I mean, they killed Andrew Lincoln's what? leaving the show. So, Oh, okay. So they might kill Rick. Then. It's not looking um, so good for him. Okay. Well, there we go then. Uh, so they might kill Rick. So there you go. Like there, there are so many people there. I, the Walking Dead is unrecognizable to me, and I was in on like the ground level with the original survivors, and I went up to them until probably just after the prison arc or whatever. And now I look at The Walking Dead, and just there are there are so few familiar faces now. Um, and yeah, the games have had that turnover too, but it's been a little less impactful in the games because we kind of meet them over the course of one. Um, you know, Telltale, Telltale. We don't really see a lot of uh, uh, people return. Um, we had, like, Kenny come back, and that was kind of it. <laughs> um, and for all we know, he might come back again. I, I mean, not mine. <laughs> Maybe someone else's. You wouldn't think. Uh, I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not a Yakuza game, Michael. Like, I think when someone dies in this one, they're probably just dead. Yeah, I think I think that's what because sure, we're like not Kenny, working when he died. Yeah, Kenny's dead. Yeah, Kenny's dead. Yeah, are, we're not, we're are, not there, are there some Kenny's like is, is there some history of like characters returning from the dead in the series that I don't know no, about? Because there I, isn't. No, I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're saying. I feel, I feel like, you'll, you'll recall Kenny died in the first game. Oh, no, but that's this, true. But 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 he, he fell. He fell in the hole. Kenny Kenny is Kenny fell in the hole, but Kenny. Um, 
is dead dead. We know that from the flashback in the last season. Sure, we presume. No, he's dead. He's just, no, there's nothing to presume. We saw him die. I don't know what the flashback looks like. My my Clementine shot him very distinctly. Like right, there's no there's no way Kenny escapes from um, the game that he returned in. He just doesn't. He just doesn't come. So that's so that's that's where again. I'm I think it's nice project. you believe that you can trust anything that happens. Dude, this is Ken. I, I got to say, Michael, come back I, like a bullet wound. <laughs> I love being a cynic with you, but I, I, I don't think I'm on board with this one. I'm finding I actually think The Walking Dead has the opposite problem, which is their characters are so disposable that we just like right. we drop them and forget about them, and and just and that I agree with. We move on at such a clip and such a pace uh, that, or we hold on to like the worst ones forever. Uh, I, 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 Car- I, I, Carl I, Grimes yeah, lives for eight true. seasons that's on that fucking show. <laughs> I'll give you this, like for any other comic book property, this would be true that like a character, like when they kill off like Jean Grey or Captain America or whatever, you know, they're going to be back. Right. That's not the way it works in The Walking Dead. (laughs) No. However, I will give you this. uh, For every like Michonne that we kill, we can get a new one and it'll be Asian Asian this time. But she also has a katana or maybe not a katana. Maybe it's a broadsword. (laughs) Uh, no, and, that's true. You know, she's yeah. she's mysterious too. It's kind of like in Mass Effect I, Three when they when they had all those situations where like if you let a character die, there was a character who looked <laughs> almost exactly like them and had the same your, voice actor. Yeah, your Florida yeah. hillbilly friend Benny will show up at any time. Yeah, so that I could um, that I could buy. Now you've won me back. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to meeting Lenny in the next episode of The Walking Dead. So let me say this. Um, I was in the, uh, you know, the, next to my new job, there's a comic book shop and, um, you know, which is bad for me because I, I get really addicted to comics really easily. Um, and I saw The Walking Dead Glenn part one and I was really confused. Isn't Glenn dead? Oh, he's very dead. But that doesn't mean he can't right. have his own episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you, you actually might not know this about the character, Jay, but before the events of The Walking Dead, he was a pizza delivery driver. And I'll bet the series is just about that. Okay. Uh, Wasn't he in the first episode of The Walking Dead Telltale? In the game, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they, but he also isn't dead in the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Glenn's like a comic book character. He's like one of the few crossover comic book characters that showed up in the games. Yeah, they do it for a couple of them. And and the way that The Walking Dead's timeline works, they they can get away with that. Um, I don't know if they'll have a comic character in this run. I hope they don't. I, I hope not like, because I I thought like uh, what was the guy Jesus that was like Jesus. Yeah, I hated him. Yeah, he, his <laughs> his entire appearance was awful. So let's let's hope they don't do that again. Yeah. Was but, he season three's parkour guy? Uh, I think is he season three? Yeah, that, I think that was season three. He was I mean, every, every season's had a parkour guy. Or lady. I don't know if I'd call him a parkour guy, yeah, but that's true. he he's he's got the hat. He wears the hat, and he yeah he takes you to your brother's. Uh, he takes you to your brother's town. Um, yeah, and then he comes back at the very end of the game with like a cavalry and body armor on horses and shit. Oh yeah, that's right. God, the game's so stupid. <laughs> stupid fucking game. And 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 you bought this season, Jared? I did. I don't know why. I just you know what? I, I'll tell you this. If they had if they had called this The Walking Dead season five, I would have been like or four. Well, I, you know, five would have made just as much sense. Uh, I I would have been like, no, absolutely not. But because they're like the final season, I'm like, well. I made it this far. Let's see. But if but if no, they, I think you're right, and I think I think I think I might 
get it to if they really know. were if they really were like i don't get me wrong i have just as much uh anxiety as michael does and and very little faith in them not being able to resist the money uh and so i i have a i have a strong feeling this is not the last uh walking dead but i i will say this or the, the last appearance of kenny uh they're at least acting enough like it is that i was like all right we'll see Kenny is not coming back. Bless his, bless his heart. <laughs> if if Kenny comes back, Michael, I will. What could I do? Um, I'll give you a hundred. Take him to Buffalo Wild Wings. I'll give you a hundred dollars if Kenny comes back in the current timeline of that game. Uh, uh, raise a good point. We might see Kenny stories next year. Now, so that's the thing is he might appear in a flashback or perhaps as a ghost. And I or don't a flash forward. I don't. <laughs> I don't count I don't count either of those scenarios but if but if I walk around the corner in a city and Kenny's there I'm going to go ahead and give it to you uh like that's unbelievable and you just won yourself $100 uh in Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards <laughs> You can get all the mango habanero sauce you want All right I'm going to hold you to that Yep hold me to it that's fine I accept I mean it's going to be on the honor system cuz I'm not going to play it Sure. I no. I'll tell you. I would come. I would come for. I would. Yeah. Be so, just, just shout. I, when, I would be, be so easy flabbergasted. Find out anyway. I would have. To, I would have to uh, reveal this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna witness that and keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That would. That would be like if. Uh, if Donald Trump was texting tonight and he accidentally sent me a dick pic that was meant for someone else. <laughs> There's no fucking planet where I'm keeping that to myself. Like I'm sharing that with everybody. Uh. I bet it's right. bet it's hooked. Gigantic. And gigantic, yeah. So Duh. you heard on Enemy Slime podcast first. Uh, Kenny coming back. He's coming back. Coming back from a, from from being uh, shot to death. I hope there's like one telltale head writer who loves our podcast and is like, great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he also doesn't understand like sarcasm at all. And so he's like, they, these <laughs> these guys get it. I mean, yeah, we didn't have the like type one have podcast. With sarcasm. Let's bring him we back. We didn't have one podcast dedicated to how much we love The Walking Dead, and yeah. boy, did that! Uh, I know what happened. Go south quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really did like the first two. Um, I think the first two was great. I still think like, I I still think the first one had some really amazing writing, and I think the second one is still one of my favorite games ever. Uh, and everything that followed after it was bad, but those two are solid. Everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> and in Tales Tales case, it was uh, three mistakes. And actually, speaking of mistakes, Jay, you paid money for We Happy Few. Yeah, I did pay money for We Happy Few. <laughs> and are you just, are you doing that well? Like, are, are things going? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm actually. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I... I could not believe when I saw it in Target and it was a full sixty dollars. I if I had been wearing I, I, I a didn't, hat, I didn't, it would have it would have jumped off my head and done a rotation and then come back down on my head. I could not believe that they had the fucking balls to ask for sixty dollars for their procedurally generated Bioshock ripoff. Anyway. I, I didn't pay. I didn't pay sixty dollars for it though. So how is he it? stole it? I paid fifty one dollars for it. Oh well, okay, yeah. <laughs> God, I, I I agree with you. I'm not. Uh, uh, I okay. I I was really curious. I like I'll, I'll put it that way. I was like really really fucking curious about the game. Um, 
And, I mean, I, I, and let me let me just clarify really quick. Like, I am I casting judgment? Yes. Uh, but <laughs> but in the same trip to Target, not exaggerating, I saw a boxed copy of Shaq Fu, and I definitely weighed like, is it worth <laughs> seeing? Like, what's going on in there? And I almost did it. I didn't, but but I there was a chance. There was a chance I would have. So I'm actually asking for Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu is uh, 29, but it's already on sale for 20. Oh wow! Jeez. <laughs> uh, I did you have you watched the like uh, Shaq Fu trailer? By the way, yeah, uh, I do like in the Shaq Fu trailer how they go out of their way to say not that it's going to be good, <laughs> but just that it's better than the other one. <laughs> That's, you know what? I, I'll give him credit. I thought they were going to take that Kickstarter money and run. No, yeah, that's true. That's true. And I never thought this was actually going to happen. It sounds like they made a game. Uh, it sounds like it's a bad game. Uh, so I guess the real question is whether or not it's better than uh, the the old one. Uh, you can be Obama in it, and that's really interesting. All right, so so I I'll, I'll be fair and I'll say that like I they they don't want to admit that I go through like these phases, but I do go through phases. I don't think that um, well, okay, the spy thing is a little bit of it, but in general, I've always really liked to be kind of um, a, a trippy, cheesy, psychedelic kind of uh, '60s look. And when We Happy Few was first announced, I thought it sounded great, and then we all found out the truth that it would be a procedurally generated. Uh, stealth survival game and we like oh that sounds like a terrible idea and uh, for the most part it turned out to be a terrible idea because all through like alpha players like this is like the worst thing ever um you know you want it to be procedurally generated and you want it to have like survival itself but um these gameplay mechanics are bad and this is the bad game and so uh and and another thing people were like was like people were like where's the campaign like you show us this amazing world that has like this mysterious history we were expecting a campaign and Compulsion Games is like, oh shit, players want like a story in this interesting world. We better work for the ga- on the game for two years and put in a story. Um, I don't. My little conspiracy theory, uh, since like we happy few was steeped in conspiracy theories, but my little conspiracy theory is that the sixty dollar price tag is not the fault of Compulsion Games. Um, I think the game was originally going to be released for a lot lower. I think it would have been released for something like twenty to thirty, which is a lot more what this game is worth like it's not worth um uh 50 it's not definitely not worth 60 i'm gonna advise anyone <laughs> get it uh, uh luckily i had the means to get it um but yeah i wouldn't advise anyone get it um i just uh, i just but, pulled the game up on steam and i think your theory is almost completely backed when you note that the publisher is gearbox yeah so that's um, what i was getting at i was going to say that i think the the idea for the price tag is 100% Gearbox's idea. Yep. I, I've i got your back on that one uh, because Gearbox loves money. <laughs> Gearbox does love money. Randy Pitchford uh, needs a new story for his house, baby. He needs a new magic deck, and you're going to pay for it. We happy few. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 completely what I think is happening. I, 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 you would have to actively convince me otherwise. Um but I, that's my total theory, that that's Gearbox's price point. They would have asked for less. Uh, so We Happy Few is kind of bizarre, because like usually when you play a video game, um, whatever was kind of in their original roadmap 
that kind of turns out the strongest and then whatever was tacked on afterwards you can kind of tell um you're like oh they threw this in there because you know this is what's really popular right now it's like I guess take another survival game, for example, take like Metal Gear Survive that was just using a Fox engine and using a lot of the mechanics from uh, the Phantom Pain. But then they tacked on like survival elements and building elements and you could tell that it was tacked on. You could tell they were just like scraping together what they could with the engine. Um, We Happy Few has like the opposite problem where their original vision for the game is the one that's shitty and sucks. And the one that they scrambled to put in is the one that's like really great and makes the game very interesting um so the so i think bioshock's kind of an apt comparison it's bioshock if uh you didn't get guns and you didn't get powers and if that sounds horrible that's because it is um you know you only you can only use the melee and of course all your melee weapons deteriorate and early on in the game they deteriorate like really really quickly um it's incredibly hard to survive in combat so even though stealth is just kind of optional you're you're practically forced to stick into stealth um and you play three different characters they have uh different play styles but despite that there are different things that will still make it more beneficial to kind of stick to the terrible stealth system um so you know um you have author who is your main character and he works at a newspaper as an editor only um, it, in the world of We Happy Feel in the town of Wellington Wells, uh, you're taking old newspaper articles, you're like picking out like the cheery, happy headlines and reprinting those. And then any headlines that are depressing, you're like redacting them and then saying that back out there. Um, you know, and everyone in Wellington Wells is like addicted to this drug called joy. Everyone takes this, takes their joy and they go on this total psychedelic, everything is great kind of trip as if you just had, I don't know, the best like LSD laced marijuana of your life. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I've heard of those things. <laughs> so you have, um, so you play mainly as uh, Arthur. And then after that, you play as um, a lady named Sally. And then there is like a guy who is in the um, uh, last part of the game, who's like a former member of the British Army. And uh, the girl, she plays, you know, she's a chemist, so she poisons people a lot, she drugs them, and um, she, so it's like essential that you gather materials for her and use it in her syringes, and you still have to get to b- behind people, and Arthur, he just doesn't last very long in battle at all. Um you know, I'm not quite sure what Ollie's playstyle is yet. I'm not like that uh, far to him. I would hope since he's military, he would have more combat ability, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, but the stealth is bad. It's like it's like it's like just crouch down and people have a really hard time seeing you and get into some bushes and you're 100 percent invisible. There's nothing you can do uh, to make it so that the AI detects you Um you know, as long as you sneak up behind them while crouching, you can just like uh, knock them out, and that's just kind of how the stealth system works. There, there, um, uh, there is a survival element, as far as I can tell. Um, not sleeping and not eating and not drinking, it doesn't kill you how it does in other games. Here, it'll just be like it, it'll give you a status debuff. So it doesn't really feel essential. It feels like something that's kind of left over because they were 
just kind of latched on to this old idea that, oh, we were making like basically 60 psychedelic rust and we wanted to keep those elements. And it's like, well, you really don't need them if it's just going to be a mild buff. And then um, uh, you can buy skills later on to get rid of it entirely anyway. Um, it seems pretty yeah. obvious that I've that I've fallen into like an anti this game camp, because when you said that it had craft or the survival elements, my first thought was, ugh. And then when you said that the survival elements didn't really matter, my next thought was, ugh. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. I think I, there's nothing like, it can do to win me back. So the so the, the the other big piece of the puzzle is this: it's the procedural generation, and that was announced from the very start. And I think it was a terrible idea to keep it in. Now, we have a few was interesting in that the narrative uses some. Um, um, it, it, there is like heavy, heavy drug use in the game in Wellington Lowe's. Um, the backstory is that, you know, during World War II, the citizens of Wellington Lowe's were forced to do something horrible. And you find out that this horrible thing was they had to round up all their children and basically hand them over to the Germans. And um, they're not Nazis for whatever strange reason. They never identified as Nazis in We Happy Few. Um, and I don't know. It, like it's really hard to tell how much of that is like meta narrative and how much of it is like oh well we don't want to be censored in Australia or Germany so you know <laughs> we can't have them be actual Nazis um, so I'm really confused as to that end but they had to round up all their kids uh, get them to Germany and then people are like we want to forget about the horrors of the war we want to forget about uh, putting all of our kids on a train let's just all get high and you know forget all this happened and that's how that's the state that Wellington Wells exists in. It's it's like stuck in the past. Um and people are like like so high and like so stuck in the past that everything around them is deteriorating. Their food is rotten. Um in fact, you know, to spoil like one of the most intense moments of the game, as it opens up while you're redacting uh, these news stories because you're only supposed to put forward the chipper stories, um, you start to come down off of your joy. The main drug everyone takes is called joy. You start to come down off of it. Your boss is like, you really need to take your joy. Um, you don't for whatever reason, because you're trying to remember your brother who was sent away on one of the trains. And she's like, you know, why don't you come and join us for your co-worker's birthday party downstairs? We have a pinata for her. Um, you go down. Uh, they give you like uh, uh, something to help, you know, a broomstick to smash open the pinata. And you break open the pinata and everyone starts uh, gulping down candy only it's not a pinata that you bust open. It was a dead rat and they're eating the rat's um, innards. Um, and it's like, it's like just, it's just, it's just a really shocking moment that shows you just how high this drug has them, um, that they're not seeing reality for what it is. They're not seeing the world is crumbling around them. Um, and I think that's great. I think that's incredible. And I think this whole idea of, um, of like mind altering substances, especially since it is so based in the 1960s, I think they had a real chance to make like the procedural generation a part of the narrative. Like the map is unreliable uh, because everyone is high all the time and because no one can quite tell what's real and what isn't. Instead, it's just kind of there and it's confusing as a result and it doesn't feel like there's any kind of consistency to it. Um, and I think in most single player games with procedural generation, it will generate one kind of world space and then have you uh, explore that. But for We Happy Few, it's like every chapter that you do, it will generate a new one. So it just ends up confusing. And I think a huge, huge, huge component of survival games 
And I think what made uh, Metal Gear survive so enjoyable for me is just knowing where your supplies are at and being able to go out. Um, and sure, it could be a dangerous run. There could be enemies everywhere, um, you know. But it's about mapping that out and keeping that in mind. And instead of being a happy few, it's just luck-based. You have to just hope you come across the right materials that you need because there are no reliable spots. There is nothing to go back to. Um, uh, there's a lot of exploration and quests are mostly fetch quests. Um, and so, like, that just makes the procedural generation even more exhausting. And it's, you know, they had, they really had an opportunity to do something really good with that. And they just, they just didn't do it. And, so, and real quick, is the map procedurally generated for the entire game? Like, one neighborhood will change from, like, as you play it? Yeah, yeah, so that, that that's how it Ooh. is. It's yeah, so that's what I was that's but what I was like, trying to wait, say. So like if you if you go in a house and do like a mission or something, when you come out, things will be different. Uh, that was my experience for one of the missions. Ugh. Oh, yeah, wow. I don't I don't like that. Um so I I'm trying I'm trying to figure out like when it changes the world space. I haven't quite figured out that yet, but I know it's at least between chapters it does it. So what do you wish you'd spent your money on? I, I, like I a wish nice that, dinner. No, I wish that we happy few. I wish that they had like a static map for the single player. Um and I wish that they like bought down the uh uh the crafting requirements and that they uh beefed up the, the melee because then it you know the game would be great. I think the story and the atmosphere and the characters are really like really, really well done. It's like some of the best uh, work I've seen in terms of story and it's going to be like a real test of my patience it's like a, it is a story worth this kind of mediocre gameplay um, I'll see how far I get before I get sick of it because I am like really engrossed and I, I say that that like again uh, the world is really well realized it's like you know you go into um, uh, the main area of Wellington Wells which is called the parade that's kind of where everyone lives and goes about their daily lives and that's like the really colorful really kind of uh, uh yellow submarine uh kind of stuff takes place in that area um and then you go outside to the garden and that's where everyone that's kind of come off their joy is chased out to um and that's a place that's really bombed out and the people who live out there are called downers um and they're like depressed because they can never they, they can literally never get high again um and they hate every reminder of their old lives. So if you walk there in a nice suit, they're going to want to kill you because they're like, you know, we hate this shit. We don't want to be reminded of all that pain and agony. Um, and I think that's great. I think, I think it's really, really good. Um, atmospherically. Um, I think that's where some of the Bioshock comes in where you have that kind of, um, um, you know, um, a period setting. That's also, got this disturbing uh atmosphere and background to it and and just citizens that can snap at any minute and attack you um i think that's perfect i think the voice acting is really good i think like arthur hastings the main character is just full of british self-loathing like he'll just say a little line about how much he hates himself for being british and you're like yeah that's pretty funny um and I, it's like really, really well written. Um, I'm it's like the, the mystery about the horrible thing that happened in their past was sending this ki these kids away. But by the time you find that out, there's already so much more mystery layered on. You just want to keep exploring and keep digging and find out what other dark secrets Wellington Wells has. 
Um, so yeah, I, I wish that I spent it on a game that had more focus and on like developers that knew where the strengths of the game lied uh, rather than trying to make it be everything. There's a handicapped guy at the gym I go to and his job is to clean the equipment. And I was talking to him the other day and he was like, Ant-Man. And I was like, okay. And he's like, Ant-Man was my idea. And, you know, here's the thing. I kind of believe him. Like, I think... <laughs> I think he, I think he probably did come up with Ant Man because I just don't think that it would be that hard to come up with Ant Man. But the thing is, is that he doesn't have the money or like like the the capital necessary to actually like turn that in that idea into something. Um, you know, doesn't have the skill to like go home and draw the comic book of Ant Man or to go out there and hire Paul Rudd to play Ant Man. Uh, and so in much the same way, I think the developers of We Happy Few had a swell idea and uh, it sounds like just don't quite have the, maybe the time, maybe there's a story there with the publisher, but but it sounds like they just don't necessarily have the talent to take their cool idea and do something meaningful with it. Yeah, I and I think that's it. I you know, it, it's really curious to me that like the story was almost an afterthought to them because um because it really is the best part. Um and even like down to like the voice acting, it's really hard to have to get voice actors who have like that kind of perfect uh, British self-loathing uh, uh voice, which by the way is kind of how this whole thing kicked off because uh we happy few uh they you know, um they talk a little bit about their influences. So there is a uh there's a dystopian film named Brazil, which I don't know how familiar you guys might be with that, but um, I know. Yeah, so there's Brazil. Where's it from, right? Brazil is where Blanca is from. Ah, yeah. Uh, Brazil. Or wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Blanca yeah, is. Yeah, right, right. Let's worry. just go with that. Let's just go with that. So uh, there are other influences for like Doctor Who, which I'm not huge on Doctor Who's to whatever, but Brave New World, which I love Brave New World, Clockwork Orange, uh, another classic, and The Prisoner, um, which, you know, if you've never watched The Prisoner, I highly advise that you do so. It's on like Amazon Prime right now. Um, and I extra advise it if you want to get high and watch it. It's like, um, well, no, we wouldn't yeah. condone that on the enemy slime podcast. But... <laughs> it's, it, it is about a, um, uh, uh, I can't even say he's like British secret service because you don't know. Um, but it's played by an actor named Patrick McLuhan, who is a very, very angry Irish dude. And that's what he plays on the show. Very, very angry Irish dude. Um, and he is imprisoned in like this idyllic place called the village. Um, and just like all of the other prisoners, they're kind of like him in which they have these past in espionage and military and government. And they all tried to like get away from it. And they were like, nope, you're a prisoner in the village now. But the village is like this really, really serene kind of Mediterranean training place. And just under the surface, there's all this dark shit going on. And and you could very much tell if you know that show, which I watched it when I was really young and I watched it again recently. Um you could tell the prisoner was a huge influence on We Happy Few, and playing that game, like playing the prisoner, the video game, is uh, interesting. It's fun, I, and you know the elements of like Brave New World too, since everyone is getting high all the time, and um, um, you know taking pills is like a workplace experience. You take a pill and you have a party, 
Um, so I think, it, it, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think part of it might be Garbaccia. I think part of it is that they have these great influences. They have this great story. They have these great actors. Uh, but they were just so addicted to this idea of like procedure generation and survival because three years ago when they started developing We Happy Few, what was selling but procedure generation and survival. And they never took themselves off that idea. Um, for lack of a better word, they were high off the idea. And so they went in that direction and they needed to just allow We Happy Few to be what it was, which is a narrative driven experience rather than trying to push survival and procedural generation, which are now dead gameplay elements. So they uh, really should have made it a battle royale instead. So to answer your question, that's what I want. Uh, we happy royale. What was, what was my question? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what would uh, I rather spend 50 bucks on? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why I'm going to ask another question, but I have one last question about it, which is, do you, and this is, Jay, this is a yes or no question. Um, do you think they could patch this game to the point where it's good? Like, do, yes. a, do a No Man's Sky, basically. Uh, assuming yes. that No Man's Sky actually got good. All right. Yes. Great. Yeah. Well, so maybe there's something... Maybe <laughs> maybe in a year, we can get... Maybe this will become a new trend, where people put out a game, it's disappointing, but then a year later, they're still working on it for some reason, and then it's actually good. Uh, it has to be, like, an entirely different game. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe We Happy Few has multiplayer this time next year. Maybe we all jump in and take drugs, and maybe that's just the game now as we as we do that. So I mean I don't know, Michael. Uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll be straight with you. I didn't think in a million years there was any way that Jay could talk that long about a game we all <laughs> decided was bad uh, and that he's only played for two hours. But here we are, and I I feel like we're pretty close to time. Would yeah. So let me ask you a question. Okay. We could we could talk about Graveyard Keeper real quick, or uh, we could wait a week, and that would give me a chance to play it, and maybe we could swap notes. Would that be more well, interesting? I think that's a good idea, because on top of that, that will give them a whole week to uh, patch this. So maybe, and maybe, <laughs> maybe that right there, maybe that right there tells us a little bit about uh, the status of Graveyard Keeper. Uh, and I mean, God bless Tiny Build. Uh, I I still maintain that they're as far as like the indie scene goes, like they they've definitely got some shit figured out that a lot of other studios don't seem to have figured out. Mm. Uh, but polish isn't necessarily one of those things. So here's what I'll say: it releases tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, it will be out. I'm hoping there is a day one patch. But uh, if I were you, I wouldn't buy it yet. Wait a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, wait until we give you the go-ahead next week, maybe. Before you do that. Um, well, how do you... Uh, I, I had kind of compared it to Moonlighter a little bit, and I don't know if that's just like the top-down view. Do you see you know, any comparison there? Does that make sense to you? It's way more complex than Moonlighter. Like, one of the reasons I didn't like Moonlighter is because it's just very, very shallow. This is too fucking complex, man. Really? Like, I actually this didn't, is, I didn't expect that. This is like that. two full-time jobs worth of complexity. All right, I'm going to have to dig into this. I don't think I'm going to like it because I don't like complex. I like simple. I like Normally uh, I don't either, but there's something I've been finding pretty enjoyable about this. So I like we happy few. I like walking around just punching people. <laughs> calling it a well, day. Well, hi. Uh so I I've got I wish you could trade me your copy, Jay, uh, cuz you really got me got me feeling it. Um 
all right. Well, let's let's save it then. So that'll give him all a right. chance. That'll give him a chance to maybe get a patch in, and then I'll get a chance to play it, and uh, we can we can circle back and and kind of go over it. And um, there was something else I was thinking about that that I was going to try too, uh, and maybe we could talk about it. But now I don't remember. Um, I hope it's not regicide. That's a crunch. I'm curious. Oh, we got a- I'm curious if Jay winds up keeping his uh, state of mind pre-order, how that works out. So, uh, well, maybe there will be maybe there will be a lot of fun stuff for us to talk about next week. We'll see. Well, uh, what about uh, uh, this other game whose name I keep forgetting? Protocol, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's right, Phantom Doctrine. That's what I was thinking. Phantom of. Phantom Doctrine. That's, that's what right. I was thinking of because there's a good chance I'll pick this up because I am interested. Um, I really like. I'll I probably played. pick up uh, Walking Dead too. Yeah, so maybe there'll be a whole bunch. I I will say this, not to not to spend forever back on The Walking Dead, but I will pay Telltale one compliment, which is they know how to end a first episode of a season. Uh, Game of Thrones has easily one of the best like like little twists right at the end of that first episode. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, What's his face is yeah, iced. Yep, uh, and even The Walking Dead, uh, the last season, as much as I don't like it, the very first episode is actually really well balanced. Like it shows this strained relationship with your brother. And then at the end of the episode, it reveals who, who runs the town that you just made it to your fucking brother who you may or may not hate. And you're excited. You're excited to see like how he's going to react to you being there and like what's going to happen. And so, uh, and, uh, Wolf Among Us, you find fucking Snow White's head, uh, at the end of the first episode. Like they, they really can stick that first cliffhanger. And so I'm yeah. looking I'm looking forward to that. And maybe that uh, they, will... they need to get you addicted so you can go back and buy the other ones. Yeah, that's that's true too. And now that they don't sell the episodes individually, I wonder if that trend will die away. Uh because now it's just twenty bucks. Just pay pay twenty bucks and that's it. What the hell is that? <laughs> I think that was a Reaper. All right, cool. Uh, well, let's 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 wrap this up then before we get reaped or whatever. I don't actually remember what reapers do, but uh, they reap. Not much. Do they just do they pick people up or do they turn them into ghosts? They give you a question or a choice. Uh, they they let an old grandpa tell his story to his grandson. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have about the same quality memory of the game as me. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really asking: Does a reaper ever like grab someone? Or do they just like shoot beams? They they, they, they took so, a bunch of people, didn't they? They kidnapped yeah. a bunch of people. So they do indoctrinate people. Um, as I recall from three, I don't think it was really talked about anywhere else. But I guess they show up, steal all the technology, and then go back into dark space. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I probably had to buy some bullshit DLC to get the information about. Him. <laughs> yeah, you know, story. you're missing the one guy who could tell you all about it. Yeah. Yeah, let's get that fucking nerd on here. All right, well, uh, <laughs> hey, if you enjoyed our podcast today, uh, go check out uh, our, uh, our, our, our shit. Subscribe to our podcast on uh, iTunes, on Google Play, on all the places where podcasts are. And if you go there and we're not there, tell me. Be like, where the fuck are you? And I'll fix it. I'll figure it out. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter if you're so inclined. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And I think with that, now's a good time for us to be out. Take the joy, everyone. Take your drugs. We wouldn't condone that, but do. Bye.